0: I'm Jim Ford.
1: I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Chad Volkman.
0: And this is the Lantern Cast.
2: Episode 168.
0: Yes. No, you don't. You don't clap now. <laughs> we, we did all the clapping.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So uh... we've effectively
2: found a way to make this harder for James. <laughs>
0: That, that, yeah, that's true. Um, so tonight we're going to be going over the uh, New York Comic-Con review stuff. So, um...
1: Yeah, I didn't did go, guys, so go ahead, guys. Did
0: you guys die? <laughs> Just <kinda> got <laughs> stop saying anything.
1: Well, I didn't go, so go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Or, 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 or wait, am, I yeah. supposed, am I supposed to interview you guys about it? Because you didn't, you didn't no, wait, specify. Wait, no, I like that. I like that.
0: Please interview us about how New York Comic Con was. Start with Dan.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, do it. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> so tonight we have two very special guests: uh, Jim Ford and Dan Kurtzky from Jesus the Christ, Really? Really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, you know the the, the 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 amount of appearances that we've been making on podcasts i uh, I think special guest probably is the app <laughs>
1: uh anyways uh so you guys went to new York comic con right
0: oh yeah how
1: was, it was that great you only went one day right Friday
0: yes, the best day
1: yes,
2: I did not like it as much as last time
1: you <laughs> did or you didn't I did
2: not it was definitely better than last time. No, wait. Wait, the what? reverse plan. Wow. <laughs> it's all over the map, Chad. It's
0: all over. It's like words don't have the correct meaning with you.
2: <laughs> they do, just not consistently. Oh,
0: boy.
1: <laughs> so how was the con?
0: Oh. Well,
1: I, I didn't great. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I
2: was I was going to go with my brother and then it ended up being like he couldn't go and I didn't want to just like be like, okay, see ya. So, stayed at home, spent the day with him instead.
1: So you totally abandoned Jim? Oh, at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I turned a corner and he was gone!
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, my goal was to get in at like 10.30 and... Dan was saying that he was probably going to be in around 1130. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we'll like, you know, wander around, check things out for an hour. And then meet up with Dan and his brother. And uh, we got it. We ended up getting in at 1130 because, you know, getting a baby ready for a convention in a costume.
2: And then you had to park because you drove because you're dumb.
0: Well, actually, that was awesome um that really worked out well but yeah, so we ended up getting in an hour later than i expected so i'm like oh great so we'll get here and dan will be here um and then we go and we walk around the con for a little while checking out artist alley and then just as we're leaving artist alley i get a text message from dan oh yeah by the way not going oh <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, because so. I listen I listened to the CGS uh, recap episode and they're yeah. going through the shout out list and I heard Jim Ford and then I was like, all right, well maybe Dan showed up later or something and I was like, Wow, what a douche. He didn't even show up to say hi to his own friends. <laughs> <Todd>. <laughs> 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 what you think of me. <laughs> Did your brother
2: in law end up going with you too?
0: I went in with James and my brother in law, Scott, and uh yeah, originally we were just going to take the train in, but, you know, the as we got closer, like, you know, closer to the date, I kept thinking about how, like, you know, logistically it really wasn't going to work out because James needs to take, he needs to take a more, uh, like a nap, at least one nap during the day. And ideally, you know, a nap before the convention and a nap after would, would have been best. So, um... So I figured, okay, well, if I drive, then then he's got like you know at least an hour nap in the morning. I'll have an hour nap on the way home. I'll have the car in the city in case I need to like you know get out immediately or you know carry in extra stuff that I don't want to carry around the con. And I looked into you know tolls and parking and everything like that and. Realistically, it costs just about the same that it would have cost to go on the train, and it was actually like way more convenient. We actually we parked like uh, we parked between Eighth and Ninth Avenue on Thirty- Seventh Street, so uh, like we re- literally just had to walk like like two avenues down, and we were at the con. Awesome. Uh, and we had the little Delorean stroller for James.
2: With Fluxy.
0: With Fluxy, his uh my first capacitor. He was decked out in costume. I mean, the best part about the whole convention was that he like he was on his best behavior the entire time. Like he was amazing. He was never he was never cranky. He he got fed at the right times, he got bottles at the right times. Um you know, like there were a couple of times where he Got tired of sitting in the stroller, so, like, I'd pick him up or, you know, I'd have him standing on, like, a carpeted area or whatever. Um, but, I mean, like, the, 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 my biggest worry with him was that, like, he was going to get overwhelmed with so many people. Because, you know, he's he just turned one years old. And New York Comic Con, the amount of people that were there at the convention was probably more people than he's ever met combined in his entire life so far. But, you know, like, he he had no problems. He was, like, just, like, looking at everybody, just staring at everything, taking it all in. He, he had a good time. He had a really good time. Um, we had a good time, too. Um, it was definitely different.
2: <clears throat> just because you had your son with you, or just in general?
0: In general, I think my, well, you know, there's there's, a few factors. Like, one, my interests have changed in, like, the, you know, two years since I've been to a a New York Comic Con, uh, since I didn't make it last year. And, you know, like, I just, I haven't been into comics as much as I, you know, was back then. Like, by a long shot, really. But, uh... That combined with the fact that, like... It was with my brother-in-law and my son. And we were only going the one day. I really didn't get a lot of chance to see... Like, um... One of my favorite things to do is check out, like, the indie publishers. You know, see what they have. You know, talk to them and... Find, like, some new thing that I never would have found otherwise. Um... So I kind of missed out on that, and then, um, you know, I went through Artist Alley, um, you know, got to say hi to Daniel HDR, Um, I got to wave to Katie Cook, she was, like, swamped. Um, You know, saw a couple other artists, and, uh, you know, just, you know, got to look at their work, and then, you know, got to stop back by Podcast Alley. Um, There were a few people that I wanted to talk to over there, and I saw Andrew... I saw Andrew Charapart, like, that was amazing, like, just the timing, that I just happened to be at Ian Levenstein's booth, um, there's a comic timing that he does, I want to say. Um... It's
2: it's comic timing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, like, as I was there talking to Ian, Andrew Charapart just happened to walk up. He didn't have a booth this year, so, um, he was just enjoying the con, um... I stopped by CGS, talked to Pants, talked to Murd. Um, I told Murd basically the most boring story that I've ever told in my entire life. And I didn't want to tell the story. I just kind of fell into it, and I was kind of distracted with my son. So I just kept going with the story, and it was so awful. Because he's like, oh, he's like, you shaved. He's like... He's like, you know, it's it's like I didn't I almost didn't recognize you when, you know, I, I had to see your name written on the uh, the list to jog my memory. He's like, it's all plots at uh you know, to, to trip me up so that I wouldn't recognize you. And then I explained why I got rid of the, the goatee, and it was like, you know, that's the most boring story that I know.
3: I, it was I don't want to tell it.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's not even it. It's just this long, convoluted story that just. Now you have to tell us that you've worked up No, no, oh. nobody wants to hear it. No, <laughs>
3: kind of oh. Know. Listen, if, know how it if, if,
0: we, if we get a message from one of our listeners that somebody wants to know the story, that I will say the story on on the podcast. Oh. No. It's gonna
3: be for six months, probably. No. six
0: months. But. I I felt really bad about that I felt really bad that I just We just kind of like Locked into this awful Awful story And as I walked away I'm like Oh god that's the worst story ever I feel so bad That he had to listen to that Um And I saw a couple of you know Buddies from uh Big Kev's Geek Stuff Uh, I always like to stop by that table Those guys are really really cool If anybody you know ever sees the con. Um you know, but I mean, like, I wasn't getting any sketches this year. So, aside from visiting people that, like, I know and saying hi, like, it didn't really hold the same weight that it usually does. Um, you know, like, you know, and at Katie Cook's booth, like, you know, I picked up, uh, I finally picked up Gronk Volume 2. I'm, I'm a volume behind. Me, too. And uh, the new uh, A B C D E F U box or something like that. Um, it's a sequel to F U
1: box. And I bet you missed getting out on a print of the Lantern Kitties again. No, actually, Dan.
0: By the grace of Dan, I got that from Super Show. He he got
1: that for me. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> right here. Huh? What, Dan? I
2: was saying, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I have to find a, a frame for that. Actually, um, it's not the typical. I still have to frame mine. Yeah,
1: you it's know, not, you, not
3: the typical frame size.
1: Well, all you gotta do is go to like uh, a Michaels or a Hobby Lobby or something, and just uh, get one of those um, horizontal frames that have like the the four um, four by five photo slots, and just yeah. take out take out that mat and get a custom mat.
2: Listen to him, Hobby Lobby.
1: We don't have your magical Texas
2: stores, Chad. Yeah,
0: no, I know what he's talking about, but I think the the dimensions are a little off. Like it it would then just fit, um, horizontally, but vertically, like you would have a lot of space. So? The last time I checked. In any case.
1: What are you gonna uh, do? Get a get a custom frame made?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I might.
1: <laughs> For that. Do it.
0: That's an awesome print.
1: It is don't, awesome. Don't, I'm don't not, you knock that print? I'm not knocking the print. I'm just saying I like think he's knocking it. Oh, yep. You're knocking it.
2: Yes. You're, you're knocking it. Why do you hate Katie Cook and everything she works on stands
1: for and loves?
0: I'm <laughs> going to
3: send this episode
0: to Katie Cook. I'm
1: sure she'll be send so... Send her this clip of it. I'm, I'm sure she'll have all the time in the world to listen to that. <laughs>
0: Actually, no. Dan's right. I'll send her the clip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Specifically the Chad parts of her of him hating Chad. Wait.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'm confused. Oh boy. And I was gonna send that too. <laughs> oh god.
0: Um uh. <laughs> Yeah, but uh which um the the artist for the My Little Pony comic, um what's his name?
1: Andy something like-
0: Dan, how do you not know this? I don't know. I um, look it
2: up. Hang on. Um,
0: anyway, um, <coughs> there was uh, one of the one of the artists that I wanted to stop by and say hi to was this guy Tony Fleeks, who I actually met with my brother at the the second New York Comic Con. He had a um, like an autobiographical comic that he had come out with, and. You know, my brother, he saw it, and it appealed to him. And uh, so we were talking to him for a little while at the con, and we both ended up picking up the comic. And Andy comic, Price. Andy Price?
2: Andy Price.
0: Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, this comic that Tony Fleeks did, that he drew and wrote, was amazing. It's, like, one of the best, like, autobiographical comics I've ever read. And I have not really had the interest to read a lot of them. But um, ever since then, like, I've always been following, you know, him to some extent. And he is, um, I think he does, like, a lot of the covers for the My Little Pony comic. He actually did the uh, Dr. Hooves cover. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and he's he's working on another, like, um, you know, kind of story like he had originally done for Oni Press for next year. But anyway, while I'm talking to him. Like, as I was, you know, finishing up the conversation, he spots James in his, you know, Back to the Future costume, and he's like, oh, my God, he's like, that's an amazing costume. He's like, can I get a photo? So he gets a photo. Then he gets Andy Price's uh, attention. He's like, Andy, he's like, check out this kid. He's like, you have to get a photo. So Andy Price is like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So he gets a photo, and then he's like tapping Katie Cook on, you know, the, the shoulder, like, you know, oh, my God, look at this kid. And, and uh, Katie Cook looks over, and then, you know, she sees this man, it's just a kind of wave, and it's like, hey, how's it going? But it was just funny. It's like, you know, these other people that she uh, collaborates with are just like, you know, oh, my God, that's crazy. And she's just like, oh, yeah, that's Jim.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so that was Artist Alley, and um, – it was it was busy. It was, I think, not as well, certain parts of it were as busy as it ever is. But there were definitely like, you know, a lot of other areas that were just like, you know, not getting the foot traffic that it would have gotten when it's connected to the exhibition hall. Because it was in that that far off area, like you guys were saying, with the little, you
3: know, front yeah. area, the steps and everything.
2: Um, it had like last year I had like a really nice feel like it was its own convention and it was like less packed it was like it had like some really good natural lighting so you didn't feel like you were crowded or
1: packed yeah, in there. yeah on yeah. the yeah. on the weekend <laughs> artist alley is basically like where you go to to get some space and breathe for a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, I mean it's a it's a different beast on Saturday but like
2: Friday was was always good there
0: yeah um You know, after that, uh, fed James, and then we went over to the exhibition hall, and like, you know, it was, it was immense, it was really, really big, and yet it also kind of seemed smaller somehow, which was really weird, there was no DC booth.
3: Yeah,
1: I heard about that.
0: I could not, like, I, I couldn't understand that, like, we went from one end to the other, and... We didn't, we didn't see everything, like, not even close. Like, there were so many aisles that we just didn't go down just because there was, like, you know, crowds of people blocking you from going one way or the other. So you just go the way that you can. Um, you know, we miss a lot of, like, like the uh, actual, like, you know, people that have books um, on the exhibition floor. Um, miss a lot of stuff, but... You know like I figured okay well we saw the Marvel booth And they had Lola from the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show Um, Definitely spotted that No problem And then I'm like look And I'm like well where's the DC booth And like I knew that DC Entertainment Kind of shared something with graffiti Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even find that at first Eventually I found that But I never saw a DC booth So I'm like oh well that's really weird Whatever I guess I'm just not seeing it. And I only found out after the con that, you know, from Dan that they just decided not to have a booth.
2: That's stupid. Yeah, they did they did this weird thing where like they did they I don't know why, but they decided they wanted to not have a booth but have a presence anyway. So they did like they did a full complement of panels and they had like they might have done other stuff but too, but like I know they had like, there was, like, a this big display of, like, Superman costumes from TV and film, and I'm not sure they had other, other such, such things scattered around the dungeon floor, but they had at least that. And I couldn't tell you why they went that way with it, but that's what they did instead of having a poop.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't even see the Superman costumes. You know, th- like, that was, that was a thing that, that irritated me a little bit about the convention. Like, I mean, I love it, and there's so much to see, and when you take a baby in, like, you know that there's going to be things that you miss. You know, it's just, it's a given. But it really would have been nice to know about that kind of stuff. You know, like, that stuff was, like, all the way at the far end of the convention, You know, meanwhile, they're making you all enter close to Artist Alley. So, like, unless you were going to, like, a panel or something like that, and you just happen to be going all the way to the other end, I don't know how you would know about that. And then the other thing was apparently somewhere, probably on the lower level, uh, it's where in past years, like, they've had you line up. It almost looks like a giant, like, warehouse bin kind of thing. They had the, uh, like, the comic cars. You know, like, the, the TV movie cars. And they had a DeLorean. Like, they actually had a Back to the Future, you know, decked out DeLorean. I had no idea whatsoever. But, I mean, like, they even had, like, a Marty McFly lookalike. Like, it would have been amazing to get James's picture you know, with the Marty McFly lookalike, you know, in front of an actual DeLorean with his DeLorean stroller. It would have been crazy. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I didn't even know that it existed until after the con and other people were posting pictures of it. You know, it's like, that That kind of sucked. I mean, like, I knew that the exhibition hall was going on, and I knew there were panels going on where they were going on, and I knew about Artist Alley. And that was it. You know, like, if there was better signage or... You know anybody for New York Comic Con walking around that could help you or answer any questions whatsoever? Like I saw nobody, and there were a couple of times where I actually had some questions as far as like you know going in and going out and stuff like that, or where there was a bathroom, you know, to change my son. You know, like there was nobody to be found to be found. Like they had people set up to um, do that tap in tap out Because all. Of oh
2: it... yeah did was there any issues with the RFID badges because I, I was kind of expecting that to go terribly
0: um <clears throat> I didn't have a problem with it and I didn't see anybody that had a problem with it I don't uh I, I can't really imagine there being too many problems with that kind of stuff that stuff's been around for years and years um you know, like, and, and I understand the reason for doing it, like to keep people from, like, reusing tickets and uh, for, you know, like, you know, you'll get in with the ticket and then somehow you'll get your ticket to outside to somebody else or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if I go in with the ticket... <clears throat> And then give my badge to somebody else, you know, to take out, to give to somebody else. You know, then it's like, you know, you're using the same badge to get a bunch of people in and blah, blah, blah. In any case, supposedly they defeated the counterfeit stuff with that. Um, you know, it it probably slowed down the, you know, entrance process like a tiny bit, but nothing like, you know, it wasn't like a huge delay. Although, then again, we got there at 11.30, so, you know, at that point, there was no real line to speak of, so. But yeah, like I said, like, there was, there's so much, like, to see at New York Comic Con, and the program is, like, it's a book. It's like Like, a catalog. It is, is, it's it's a catalog. You know, like, I tried, like, opening it up, like, I'm holding my son, and I tried to open it up to see a map to try and find where the dc booth was at one point and it's like you know 40 pages in there's like a fold out map which is like you know it, it's it's like that what are you the superman unleashed fold out poster like that's like 36 panels large or something yeah. like that you know <clears throat> and you need 15 people to refold it back up into the the magazine You know, I'm like, okay, well, fuck that. I'm not going to be able to use that. Like, I mean, come on. Give me, like, a super simple, you know, one sheet that I can look at and just get an idea instantly where everything is, basically.
1: You know you should have done? Like, I
0: don't... What?
1: Should have just downloaded the NYCC app?
0: I had that. I had that app. That app also was missing stuff. So, like... Before the con, like, I wanted to know if Bandai was going to be there. Because Bandai was at San Diego Comic-Con, where they had the exclusive of the Power Morpher for uh, Tommy. They had the, the green coin and the white coin. Um, and I figured if I was going to get one at all, like, that would be the one that I would want to get. And they had, like their con exclusive one was, like, 24-karat gold plated or some, some shit like that. I don't know. But I wanted to see if maybe they'd do something for New York Comic Con. And according to the app, like Bandai just was not even in there at all. Like They just weren't even listed. So I just kind of figured, okay, well, I guess they are just doing San Diego and not New York. And then I just happened to be walking around and I see Bandai and it's like, oh, okay, I guess they are here. Which, like, they had some like Red Power Ranger exclusive that I could care less about. But apparently the the Green Ranger's morpher is coming to Toys R Us soon. It just won't be gold-plated. So, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, like, no, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't wasn't um, in the app or wasn't easily found in the app. And, like, if there was, like, a quick map to look at where they were going to tell me where the cars and the Superman costumes were, like... I didn't know about that.
2: <clears throat> uh, I have two questions for you. Okay. One, one being overall, would you, like, are you going to make New York Comic Con with James into an, at least an attempted yearly event?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, cause he, he enjoyed it. Like to the extent that a baby can, he definitely enjoyed going. And like, I, I absolutely love, you know, dressing him up and, you know, taking him around and just like any, like there were so many people that were just like, you know, like for the times that I was holding him, like they just see like this stroller and they see Fluxy and it's like, oh, look, it's like a DeLorean stroller, you know, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And then like their eyes shift upwards and they see James in full costume, and it's like, oh, man, Back to the Future! Oh, my God! It's like a little baby Party <laughs> fly. Like, that was really cool. It's like, it was the kind of thing where, like, people... They didn't get it, like, instantly, and they just, like, it basically... Like, you could see the wheels turning in their head, and, like, they figured it out, and, like, as soon as they figured it out, like, the look on their face is just, like, priceless. It's just so cool, and... You know, like, that was really neat. Like, my one... The one, like, drawback that I would say was that since he was dressed up, like, back to the future, like, there's not... There weren't a whole lot of people that it really would have made, you know, like, good pictures to take photos with. You know, like, if there was a Doc Brown or another Marty McFly, which there was a Marty McFly, but, you know, he was... Nowhere to be found when I had James. Um, you know, like, if there was another Back to the Future character, it would have made sense. If there, if I had seen, like, a Doctor Who that actually had a decent costume, you know, as opposed to some, like, kind of half attempt at a Doctor Who costume, um, you know, that would have been cool. But, like, for next year, I'm thinking maybe something more related possibly so that way like he could take pictures with other superheroes and it would kind of look cool for photos.
2: Like just have just have him be a baby and just find somebody cosplaying his
0: <laughs> I was actually thinking it would be really funny if I like I draw like a goatee or a mustache on him and uh I'm a full body suit he can go as Puck from Alpha Flight.
2: God what's wrong with you
0: (laughs) oh man listen i'm more about accuracy (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, well he is he has the height for it
0: exactly that's what i'm
3: saying
2: he is canadian
0: well not so much
2: oh he's canadian now my second question complete somewhat related are you still thinking about going to dragon connoisseur
3: Uh,
0: i don't think that's gonna happen Oh. Come, um, on. come on. I I I don't I don't see it in the cards.
3: Come on.
0: Like, you know, I, it's and it's disappointing because there's not going to be a super show next year. Okay. And like that's that's like that's one of my favorite things to do just because it's like a nice fun weekend to get away. Oh yeah. You know, the convention is really just part of it for us. Like you you know, we like I just like going to Reading. Like it's a nice place to get away to. There's a bunch of places to eat, there's stores to shop at, you know, things to do. It's just it's nice and relaxing and fun. Um and it's only like three and a half hours away or so. Dragon Con, you know, is down in Georgia, like what is that, like a day's travel basically?
2: Ah, uh, yeah. If you if you go by land, yes.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna make that drive. And I mean, as far as you know, having the money to spend on a flight, I mean, like that's why it's so good to just be able to drive to a convention. You know, it's like yep. okay, well, you get the gas, you know, and tolls, and that's about it. You know, and you can go and you know when I please you have transportation once you're there. So, you know, like it would be like, it would be a lot of fun to go to dragon con, especially like, you know, this year where it seems like a whole bunch of people are going to be going. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to swing it this year.
3: Oh, well. th-
0: the other thing is like, I was talking about, I was considering heroes cause I have a good friend who recently moved to, uh, North Carolina, um, very close to where Heroes Con is, but Heroes Con is, it seems, is like really heavily just comics, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not really sure that I want just a regular comics convention anymore, you know, like, like, I like Super Show because that's, that's its own thing, that's really, it's its own beast. I love New York Comic-Con just because there's so much of everything. And next year, like, without a doubt, I'm getting that three-day pass. I don't know. I don't care what I have to do. <laughs> getting that three-day pass so that I can at least go, you know, one other day. Um, and I like Mocha. And I, I've only been to Mocha once, and I really, really want to go back just because there's so much, like, just brand-new, cutting-edge stuff that nobody <laughs> else is doing. It's just... You know, that's that to me is, you know, that's the heart of comics, a con like that, you know, where heroes is like, you know, okay well, let's get together and celebrate what Marvel, DC and Image is doing, you know, and a bunch of indie artists, too, and stuff like that. But that's more of the, you know, it's more what that is.
1: Yeah, the news yeah. that uh, D- the news the news that DC didn't have a booth this year kind of pissed me off. Even though I wasn't even going to go, was because yeah. uh, one of the big complaints about uh, San Diego is the fact that it's slowly evolving out of being all about comics and being more about you know the entertainment, the Hollywood side of things. And
3: uh, yeah,
1: so so people have started touting NYCC as the the big comics you know show to go to, and yet one of the two big publishers doesn't even have a presence. You know, that doesn't make much sense to me.
0: I agree. And I think that speaks more to what's happening at DC than anything else. Mm -hmm. Like, like they know that they've had a lot of slip-ups, and, like, I don't... I think they probably figured that it would generate, you know, more ill will than, you know, positivity by having a booth, you know, because if you have think- a booth, like you just, you know, like you just have
1: like basically
0: a target on your back where people can come up and, you know, <laughs> come, talk com- to you,
1: come complain, complain here. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, whereas what they ended up doing was, okay, well, here's the Superman costume, something that everybody loves. You know, and we're going to have a whole bunch of panels and, you know, maybe we'll take some questions at the very end after we tell you what we want to tell you and put out the press releases that we were going to put out anyway, you know, and get a whole bunch of publicity for it because it's at New York Comic Con, you know, and you can ask some questions. And then we don't when we don't like the questions, either we won't answer them or we'll just close down the panel, okay. you know, as opposed to a booth where, you know, you don't have anywhere to run to. You know, like, that's, you're a captive audience for the people coming up to you. Um, you know, like, I can, I, can I, I imagine that they probably just didn't want that kind of, uh, what do you call it, interaction with the fans, you know. But, I mean, like, honestly, like, if you're, if you're, like, one of the big two, like, just fucking suck it up and do it. It's. It, it really. It, it. It speaks. It's. It's. It's at their detriment to not have a booth at a con. You know. It really. You know. That's that. That does. It really does generate a lot of goodwill, and they just didn't have it. You know, not even to show off new toys that you know are coming down the line from DC Direct or. Uh, you know, like new ideas that they're gonna be. You know putting out that somebody may actually really like. It just wasn't there.
1: And For what it's worth, if someone wants to go to a, and pay the money to go to New York Comic-Con just to complain at DC, that's their prerogative. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to spend that much money, go to NYCC just so you can walk up to Dan DeVio and be like, hey, fuckhead.
3: <laughs> you, yeah.
1: Then, then just... Just suck it up and let them do it. <laughs> it's, it's, they're the ones giving, essentially giving you money to complain in your face. So, calm down.
0: <laughs> yeah, people are only going to complain because they care about the comics, you know? Yeah. Like, once people stop complaining, then you have a much larger problem. Um, but, uh... trying to think. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that... Oh, good. Dan, you back? Yeah. Chad? I'm here. Okay, good. I know. Yeah. With San Diego, like... Yeah, that... that this is so close to Hollywood. They have, like, so many, like, big actors coming in. That is basically becoming, like basically like a shill for Hollywood and the movie industry, uh, along with, you know, some aspect of comics. But, um, New York comic con definitely has a really big comic component, but there are a lot of other like huge components too, that I really appreciate it for, you know, like you have, they had like this thing called the block was, which was like a huge, like, um, designer toy section which is really cool to see. Um, they have uh, you have the authors, you have you, you know they had their the movie, con, you know, content also. Okay. I think we've talked about enough about uh, New York Comic Con.
2: Yeah, I feel like our our New York Comic Con wrap-ups always skew negative. And yet we're always like I can't wait to go next year.
3: Well,
0: I wouldn't no. I wouldn't say this was negative. Like there were there were some negative aspects that I definitely wanted to point out, but by and large, like I had a really positive experience. Um, it was a great first convention, you know, first major convention for my son. Um, definitely looking forward to bringing him back next year. Like like that like that was really the cool thing. Like I had heard um, some horror stories from from a friend of mine about how taking a baby to New York Comic Con, like, they were getting, like, pushed around and jostled and nobody really <laughs> was, like, considerate to to the baby. So, you know, he was a little worried and he ended up not taking his son this year. So, like, I was a little worried about that, but, like, I had no issues. None. Like, everybody was just... You know, everybody was really nice. You know, like, if there was a door that needed opening... And somebody saw that I was, you know, had the baby with the carriage, like they were holding the door for me, um, you know, stuff like that. It was really cool. Like, you know, and and that, that's that's the stuff that's important to me. You know, if like there were a ton of spaces off to the side where like we could just pull over, you know, park the cart and, you know, and feed him or, you know, all the bathrooms in Javits Center have a fold down table to change a baby. Stuff like that, you know, like being a father, like, you know, to a baby at a convention, like, that's the stuff that really means a lot to me. So, like, by and large, like, yeah, it really would have been cool to know about what else New York Comic Con had going on. Um, But having said that, like, we really, it's not like we would have stayed any longer at the convention. You know, like, we only had a set amount of time. We would have had to delegate our time better. And it really would have been nice to take advantage of everything that New York Comic-Con had. But, you know, more more importantly, the stuff that we did experience was fantastic. And, you know, it, it was great. It was, a, it was a really great time. And that's that's why I want to go back. You know, there are some negative aspects. You know, DC, they should have had a booth. And that's on them. Um, but... No, overall it was it was a very very positive time.
3: <clears throat>
2: All right. You well, guys I think to... we should leave this topic with with the fact and the reminder that John of John Rachel Fame has been going to conventions like this since he, he was about 3, so your baby will grow up to be John.
0: <laughs> so, no, he beat John. <laughs> Wait a second. No, actually John's been to conventions even earlier than one.
2: Yeah, he was like in the womb or something. I don't know. So, <laughs> Chad, you had the
1: completely random idea no. for us to review a comic. No, I did not.
3: No, uh, he did.
1: For, for the record, Jim had the completely random idea for me to pick a random issue.
0: Okay, listen. <laughs> I feel like I should clarify. I figured since... We haven't actually discussed anything, like, really Green Lantern in, I don't know, what, months has it been? Weeks? Six, months? Six months. Did you, well, you guys talked about some Green Lantern when you guys did your own little episode thing, right?
2: You didn't post that yet.
0: <laughs> well, I know, but that's going to go up before this it doesn't count regardless we haven't talked about queen lantern
1: in a while (laughs) i like i like it whenever jim's not on an episode he treat he talks about the episode like it it doesn't really count (laughs) like you know when y'all did your little you know conversation (laughs) talky thing
0: (laughs) chad come on we're both (laughs) now go ahead in any case yeah, so since we haven't spoken about Green Lantern in a while, we fig- I, figured- I figured that it would be good to review some issue. And since I really could care less which one we review, I said to Chad, I'm like, Chad, pick a random issue. Chad gives us three options. They're- they all
3: suck, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> oh, me,
0: But <laughs> we had to choose the most manageable out of all the sucky options. Now, the first option was uh, the Iron Lantern from Amalgam, Mm -hmm. which would be completely stupid because we have to save that for the Elseworlds podcast, which still does exist, people. It hasn't come together in a while, but it does still exist, and it will eventually, you know, produce a new episode. So we're not going to do Iron Lantern. Then the second issue is the parallax final night special where parallax dies reigniting the sun no huh
3: no
1: parallax dies in That's final what happens parallax dies in final night number 4 he, uh, the the emerald bite issue is just kind of like the lead up to Hal making the decision
0: okay well and they don't actually so there's no payoff in the parallax one no okay <laughs>
3: no. so
0: Wow, yeah, okay. So
3: people even, so even worse. Worse. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Good job, Chad. So he was going to have us review the issue before Hal Jordan decided to kill himself to reignite the sun. Um, good pick, Chad, good pick. And then the third option was Green Lantern 81 uh, from the third series with Kyle Rayner, which is the, uh, the funeral for Hal Jordan after reigniting the sun he really stuck really close to a time period and did not want to veer away from that apparently
1: well Uh, to to, to be fair i I pulled out about seven comics and i tossed the other ones uh to the side because they were like either 100 page specials or 80 page giants or something and we were already going to do the nycc stuff so i didn't want to Pick something that was going to be too long. For instance, I had just imagine Stan Lee creates Green Lantern. I had the eighty page giant with like Darkseid and and Kyle Rayner on there, uh, and I had something else. Uh, the the um the Green Lantern uh, hundred page special that came out recently, the one that collects the, some of the Kyle issues in like one, one 100 page issue. You know what I'm talking about? It came out a few. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I also had uh, some of the retroactive stuff. So, But those, <gasps> are, those are all like 80, 100-page giant special things, and I was like, well, we can't do something. You that's, know, that's we important.
0: could have reviewed just one issue from that Kyle <laughs> micro-trade. <laughs> we didn't have to review the entire thing.
3: Oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man!
2: Uh, so I ended up picking Green Lantern eighty one uh, for basically for the reason that I've never actually read this issue before. What? Listen, this was before I started really getting Green Lantern monthly, and like I remember, like as a kid, seeing this on the shelf, and like I saw like I saw I saw the ad, the full page. In a house ad everywhere too, and I passed over it because I like the co- I saw the cover. I'm like, well, that looks boring. So it's like, guys, okay, a bunch of people just kind of standing around and like, oh, the cover blurb says they're remembering things. Well, I don't want to read that, and I like went to got some Spider Man or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're talking about the newsstand
2: cover. I actually don't think I. Whatever. I don't know. I have the cover where it's like tinted green and like there's all these heroes holding green flames. Right. I have the other cover. Yeah. yeah, me too. What's the other cover? The
1: other it, cover. It's, it's uh, it's a cardstock uh cover, and it looks like a tombstone. Like it's 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 <gasps> it's, it's, it's textured like a tombstone, but there's like a <clears throat> a star hologram kind of uh, Green Lantern symbol, and on the front it says, "His light will burn forever." <laughs> That's right. I remember that now.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was that was a really good cover. And I I I actually do really like the newsstand cover. Um, I think it's cool looking, but I mean like the, the cover for like the actual collectible holographic foil embossed card stock. That's just, that's a cool looking cover.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like yeah. the newsstand cover, but I like the, I like the way it was solicited. Cause I'm, 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 I've got the, uh, the final night parallax emerald night special here in front of me as well. And in, in this issue, there's a full page ad for this issue that we're reviewing tonight. And the cover, because Dan says that his was uh, tinted green. The ad, it's not tinted green. It's you know you can see the colors of you know Superman's costume and everyone else. I like really? I like oh, yeah. I like I like that. I don't like <laughs> I don't like because I've seen the the tinted green one. I don't like the the all one color thing. I like this one that's that's shown in the ad.
2: I kind of like the green tints, just cuz it gives it gives the cover like a really strong sense of mood. Mm-hmm. Like you you kind of you you go into the issue with the appropriate mindset that I think when you see like this kind of It makes the whole image more solemn, I think. And, okay. Yeah, I don't. Know. Okay. I don't know, whatever. I don't think I even owned this issue until 4 months ago so i had to
3: <laughs> Yeah so
1: so I mean, it's
0: it's not a bad issue it's no, just no, no. you know like out of context you know
1: anyway so uh, uh, so well, since since you guys were reading comics at the time do one of you want to give a rundown of final night a uh, big monster ate the sun.
2: <laughs> Hal Jordan had to, you know, stop being nuts and reignite the sun, and he did it, but it killed him. And now the hero community is kind of gathering to kind of work out his death.
0: Yeah, that's that's it in another final moment. night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Superman, Wallace's powers is that is that that's when Superman switched over to the electric.
1: Yeah, I don't in the no. yes, in the final in the final night. What is it? In final night issue one, I think, because I I still don't have all the issues of final night. I think I have I think I'm missing one or two of them, and it's only four issues. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm missing one or two of them, but I do remember seeing electric blue Superman in there. So, but what's crazy is in eighty one. That we're reviewing tonight, he's just regular Superman. So I don't know what happened or how he got back to regular, but whatever.
2: Well, the, it was the Millennium Giant story well, that turned him
1: back.
2: This
0: no, the Superman that's featured in here <laughs> is definitely pre-electric blue, because he has yeah. the mullet, the super Mollet. Oh, yeah. The electric blue you know, costume this is... was the end of the elect with the super Mollet.
2: Yeah, like, but I remember Superman and Final Night was regular Superman. Yeah.
3: What, yeah, I mean, yeah, what
1: yeah. am I thinking of? I got Oh, you. sorry. Uh, Genesis, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, that was definitely Electric Blue.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. He's Chad. Sorry. Um, no, that was all Final Night. <laughs> that was everything.
0: But I think... I
2: there think... are a lot of mullets in this issue, though. <laughs>
0: I do think this started giving way to electric blue. Uh, in any case, it's not here nor there. Um, I mean, do we want to just give like a really quick synopsis for this issue? Yes, Chad should. Yes, go for it, Chad.
1: Um, we open with uh, John and uh, Donna Troy, John Stewart and Donna Troy, showing a. Um, I guess, at one of the random crater sites at, uh, uh, the destruction of Coast City, kind of that vacant land. Um, and, uh, they're showing up and, uh, looking down on the cathedral that, uh, Kyle Rayner has created out of his ring energy that they're all going to be holding the services in and the, you know, um, uh, you know, look at everyone who's here and they start basically getting like a long roll call. Um, uh, John goes and introduces, or uh, talks to Guy for a little bit. Donna goes and talks to Nightwing. Um, then we see Kyle spe- speaking with uh, Jack, Jack Knight, Starman. Uh, and then uh, Donna goes up to Kyle. I guess they're in a relationship at this point?
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, and uh, Kyle doesn't know what he's supposed to say. He's worrying about what he's going to say in the eulogy. Uh, inter... You know uh, Constantine and Swamp Thing and uh, Carol and Tom. Uh, some of the Green Lanterns. I don't. I don't know any of those. But uh, Salak, who's uh, uh, there's Rick? Ash, Rick, and um, I know the uh, Tor- manda I think
3: that's it. Yeah.
1: Uh, some of his villains are there. The one in the front is that Sonar. It looks like Sonar. The other one's the tattooed man isn't he
0: yeah that's definitely the tattooed man i think you're right with the sonar
1: in this um, yeah that is in the background
0: some other dude
1: um and then uh, they go inside and uh donna and kyle walk up to the front you see uh, it's a double page splash um there's a a bunch of people in there. There's Superboy. There's Steel. There's uh, there's uh, Alan with uh, Jade sitting next to him. Um, there's Booster and uh, Blue Beetle and Obsidian, Firestorm. We'll get to this. Huh? We'll get to this double page spread later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Uh, all right. And then uh, we we cut up and see that uh, Batman and Nightwing and Robin uh, are up in the top. Uh, up in the, I don't know what, balcony or something, uh, watching all the proceedings. Batman says, "Uh, uh, you, you know," or Robin says, "You knew Green Lantern, right?" Batman? He's like, oh, "I thought I did," then he turned into somebody else. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's your, that's your Batmanville. Vo- that's your Batman voice, huh? <laughs> I thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: <knew> he into <laughs> somebody else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they are honor they're the memory, and then Dead Man's in the background, um, as, you know, Dead Man is always in the background somewhere. Uh, Superman gives up and uh, gets up to speak, and with his glorious flowing mullet, um, <clears throat> <laughs> super mullet, because um, I guess Superman always has to be the one to speak at these things. Uh, then Guy comes up, says, hey, I'm an asshole, why do of you guys don't like me? or don't know me if you do know me you don't like me uh that's all i gotta say uh and then uh john john talks then Dinah talks uh wally talks carol talks and then finally kyle um you know kyle uh, you know says his bit opens up the cathedral they go outside alan uh at the coast city had a memorial kind of placed out in the harbor in the bay and it's this giant kind of uh it's kind of like a tapered cone and there's like a flame around it it's Alan, like a joust, jousting rod yeah basically it's the tip the, the like, tip of a jousting rod with like a disc uh, impaled on it with that's got fire in it um, uh, Alan's got Sentinel at this point he, he is Sentinel right yeah okay yeah. he Sentinel uses his magic and turns the flame <laughs> green so it'll it'll glow green from now on um, then after that Uh, Swamp Thing brings up a bunch of plants and life and trees and there's this kind of a uh, a Green Lantern shaped hedge in the middle of this kind of Eden uh, this new little paradise here uh, that Swamp Thing just created and then Kyle uses his ring to create a statue in the middle of this Green Lantern symbol made of energy uh, of of Hal Jordan uh, as Green Lantern not as Parallax or anything else but as Green Lantern and uh, then the rest of it is just a, a, a reprint from uh, Green Lantern number one uh, and some other Green Lantern story. It's kind of like Green Lantern, the, the the original Green Lantern origin from the first Green Lantern issue in the middle of, looks like one of the 80s Green Lantern issues.
2: Oh, okay. My copy just ends with the statue.
1: Mm uh extra special bonus uh yeah i don't know sorry
3: <clears throat>
1: and that's it now <laughs> i only have one question since we said we'd get back to that double page spread
3: yes
1: who's in the very very back with his legs kicked up
0: oh hold on i gotta
2: get this. very bad is that lobo
1: it, I, that's who i thought and yeah that, that's probably lobo Who's who's uh, looking back at him? Someone's looking back at him.
0: Geo Force.
1: Okay. Yeah, probably Geo Force.
0: Um, what you call it? The thing that I wanted to point out is that in the second row, you have Alpha Centauria.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna <laughs> ask him what you thought about that. Like,
0: oh my god! Like,
2: <laughs> who's that?
1: Like, <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: He's the guy sitting... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering who the hell that was.
3: Right.
2: He was, like, like, in the 90s, they invented... It It was one of those, like, we're going to invent him and pretend like he was around all along kind of heroes, and they put him in Metropolis.
3: Yeah, he came out as zero
0: hour. Um, And then he was, like, nobody liked him, so they just basically killed him off. But, I mean, like, you can look at this double-page spread, and it's so firmly entrenched in the 90s,
2: Oh God! Yes. Uh, it's it's just hilarious, and,
0: I, and the fact that they have him in there is just too
1: good. Can I ask a question before I point out a potential coloring mistake? With, yes. Yeah. Is Captain Marvel black at this point? No. Um, Look right behind Sentinel and Jade. It's a
2: it's the coloring mistake. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, Green Arrow at this point is Connor Hawk, right?
2: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and he is uh, very far back.
2: Yes, and Ollie is Ollie is dead. Which uh, D- even brought that up because like he sacrificed himself to save lives too. Like I, I think it was a thing like there was like a plane with a nuke on it heading for Metropolis, and so he flew it away kind of thing, and it exploded.
0: I think he he ended up like <laughs> jumping out of the plane with it.
3: And Whatever, I, he, he jumped he out. Up.
0: Yeah, he jumped out, um, and uh, the plane blew up, um, and I, guess, I think he was presumed the dead, and then they eventually just decided that he was going to be dead, and, you know, they did what they had to do.
1: Question. I'm a Sutterhawk. Question standing in the background back there, behind one of the pillars. What? Uh, oh my god!
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I think you have Aztec back there too, in the back one of the back rows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Th- you, you know what pisses me off about these <laughs> funeral like these funeral issues? Is when the Legion shows up. <laughs> it always <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Like, you know they're sitting there to honor this this hero and in the back of their heads they're thinking, He'll be back <laughs> Just just not just not saying anything to anybody, just kinda <laughs> Keeping it to you think themselves.
2: I think they should just be dicks about
1: it. Like they should be sitting there eating popcorn or something. <laughs> like when uh, when Kyle when Kyle uses his ring to open the roof and the sun is shining down and then the the bottom right corner you see uh, Saturn girl tapping uh, Cosmic Boy on the shoulder and smiling. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think she's just like telling him something like, Ha ha this is hilarious <laughs>
0: Oh God, that's that's good. I never actually thought of it like that, but that's perfect. <laughs> they really think he's dead. <laughs> uh,
3: oh man,
0: I'll be honest. Like, since I was completely not in the right mindset, like going from the current Green Lantern comics into this, I'm thinking that it's John Stewart with uh, Carol Ferris in the first pages.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, with
0: Ka- okay, you know, and and I'm like, once once John Stewart's like, you know, I gotta go talk to Guy, and she's like, oh, I see somebody that I have to talk to. I'm like, who the fuck does Carol <laughs> Ferris know at a superhero funeral? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Although maybe it's just like I don't know why it jumped out at me, but on the first page, well like, my eye immediately went to that the green necklace that she has which was, like, a construct, like, a permanent construct Kyle made for her. Yeah. Which is weird, because it doesn't stand out at all with her color scheme. But, like, yeah. I just noticed it immediately. So I'm like, oh, that's
1: Donna.
0: Yeah, I didn't picture that. I didn't see that until, like, later on when she was talking to Nightwing.
1: Okay, this this first page. Donna says, bet we're the only ones showing up in a rented car. John says, we ex-heroes have to do the best we can. Then he says, maybe so. <laughs> But, yeah, but, they, I think well, they they flip they flip those word balloons. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, well, maybe so. What, John?
3: <laughs>
1: like, miss- John, John, I'm crazy. <laughs> blue, I love planets. Uh, John, John, still got Sinestro on his head. <laughs> yeah. When? Oh, when did
0: uh? When did the necklace like break?
3: Uh, that
0: happened in a comic right Like like she like you know Dropped it it broke or something like that Or she gave it back to Kyle or something
2: I He still had it When her Her son and ex-husband Died I don't know I don't know It was way after this
0: Yeah I mean like cause I was, I was kind of going through some of the issues After this you know, after seeing that. And I'm like, where was the actual breakup issue? And I remember the issue where she leaves because of the news that she received. And, like, the next issue, like, he's, like, bitching about it. But, and then I think, like, the issue after that, like, he's hanging out with Jade. And Jade's like, you know, I'm sure she still loves you. She just has to deal with this, you know, this other stuff. Um,
2: I think that might have been it though because i because I, she was also in going in and out of like the titans book at the time right and i think the next time he saw her she had like new powers and amnesia uh, yeah
0: because i, I could have sworn that there was something that happened with that that necklace that like you literally see it like shattering on the ground or something like that mm-hmm. but in Maybe. any case
1: um, okay this double page spread. There's two things I want to point out. One on the right on the right side, you got John Dinah guy that Green Lantern, uh, Superman Steel, Superboy that one guy, Supergirl, and then you got <laughs> and then you got Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, space 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 Wonder Woman. <laughs> like <laughs> she, she's like all the way off by herself, not wanting to sit next to Aquaman or anything. Look look how sad she looks too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think it's a funeral, but I mean. <laughs> in, in this in this double page spread, look how many empty rows are behind like uh like Connor Sonar. In, in Sonar, and then on the other side where Lobo is, and then if you turn yeah. the page a little bit over to where Guy starts speaking, and look again at the crowd.
0: <laughs> well, they filed in
1: <laughs> right after everyone they already have... started talking.
2: Fashionably late.
1: The rest of the church magically filled up. It's it's Kyle creating more constructs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did seat fillers.
2: <laughs> you know, I gotta say the this like this is the kind of issue that I kind of wish uh, Daryl Banks could have spent a little more time on. Yeah. Because like you can blatantly tell that all right here's the characters that he's really used to drawing, and here's everybody else. like kyle and donna and and john like uh, alan like these guys all look fine but like guy gardner looks weird and like all these like these crowd shots are kind of like really like rough i mean it's it's cool to look through and be like oh look there's there's booster gold and blue beetle and booster's wearing his stupid 90s armor And, oh, look, there's some members of the JLI that are together because they're on the JLI. And, oh, there's this. this, And the Superman family's all sitting together. It's got that going for it. But, like, this is... I would not show anybody this issue. I might show somebody panels from this issue if I wanted to show them good Daryl Banks art, but this really isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, also the fact that it's, like, you know, you have all the 90s costumes that are just, like, not really the best... Example of anybody. Um. What you call it. The thing that I wanted to point out. Was like some of the dialogue. Like for instance. Superman's eulogy. This guy. Is a Pulitzer Prize winning. Reporter. And like this is the best. Eulogy (laughs) that he could come up with.
2: He's like well. I'm doing this again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like um. Kind of phoning this one in
1: <laughs> there's nobody see us there's nobody to lay to rest, no tomb to erect. the best we can the best way we can honor Howl is to remember him those who are closest to him would like to share some of those memories. We'll go set out
0: not for nothing, not for nothing, but how as many things to those of us gathered here a comrade in arms, a friend, a lover
3: like really. <laughs>
1: Why and, like, and and why why is Carol the only one in that panel? shouldn't Shouldn't there be a bunch more women in there?
0: <laughs> well, the only way that that makes sense is if uh, you know the way the reason Superman was saying that was because he was a little jealous and he knew that there were a bunch of women there. <laughs> um, and then the other thing was when Guy gets up, I think that's basically a quote from Rocky. I like if you read his dialogue and pretend that he's Rocky, then it like.
1: I, I always do. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I go uh,
0: on. I'm I'm, I'm Maybe some of you don't know me, that that's okay. Maybe some of you know me and don't like me, that's okay too.
2: God, who should I do a shitty impression of this episode? I feel left out. Now.
1: Dina. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. You know what confused yeah, yeah, yeah. me? When, when you have, um, it's like someone giving a speech, and word bubbles like pan over to different people in the crowd when they, when the speech is being made. Like for instance, when Superman says, "Comrade in arms, a friend, a lover," you know the the panels there are specific, in reference to specific people in that panel. What about? When the panels overlay on top of Wonder Woman, Wally, Sentinel, and Bart,
0: it just feels disjointed and out of place.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: I, I think it's just
2: like it's supposed to be like like if this was, if this was like t- a TV show or something, they would have the camera pan across the crowd while somebody was speaking, just to like give. Give like the the facial reactions of just the general population of the church. Like I don't think, I don't think like that's supposed to be something that pertains to Wonder Woman specifically. I think they just wanted to show like a range of, of visual reactions from characters. And it's it's confusing because it's exactly the opposite of what they did two pages before, but that's that's what I got out of it. Hmm. I did like the, I did like the gist of Guy Gardner's whole deal, though, because I mean, it's it felt true to character. Like this is what he would say, and like he would be really brief and blunt about it. And you know, him admitting to thinking Hal was like, was the top guy and that he respected him. Is, like that's something like, that's one of those wow. Coming from Guy Gardner, kind of moments. So, like, I felt like that was appropriate for him. I like that.
1: I got a question. Um, in the double, the sort of double page spread where um, Swamp Thing is showing everybody what he just did, and they're all gathered around the symbol before Kyle makes the statue. Is that supposed to be Blue Devil behind Wally? I think so. Did Blue Devil ever yes. have armor like that?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was the 90s. Everybody had armor. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you see Elastic Man? Or,
2: um. Elongated Man.
0: Elongated Man?
2: Mm
0: hmm. He's got armor.
3: <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Mm,
2: let's see. Yeah. I really like the. I like the way they played it with Kyle's whole thing. <clears throat> and I like how, like, the they he put a cap on it with the whole, like, you know, Hal, di- Hal died reigniting the sun. So we're going to end the eulogies by, like, kind of evaporating the cathedral, starting with, like, the point where, like, sunlight's directly coming in. And so it kind of washes o- over everybody and, like, kind of, like, Reminds As them. The, the place dissolves. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah no, it's that,
2: like that, this that's, is what you. Go ahead.
0: Know that, that's a, it's a fitting tribute, definitely.
2: <clears throat> I like the detail. I think the flame Alan picks up is the one that was burning on that little the thing in front of the podium.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He like walks over, picks it up, and then like shoots it into the eternal
1: flame on the white pillar thing. I like out of nowhere, you know. <laughs> like it wasn't enough to have Superboy react and say "cool" when stuff started growing. You also also had to show Adam kind of there and on the dirt, just be like what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
2: Although I gotta say, they this is this is not the last time somebody would erect a gigantic statue of Hal Jordan somewhere. Because, like, I think a little later on, when they did uh, that Last Will and Testament original graphic novel that Jim loves so much... Oh, God. Like, in it, like, when we, we get Oa back, instead of just having a central battery that's sitting on the ground, you know, like sensible people would have, we have... A gigantic skyscraper-sized Hal Jordan statue that's holding
1: it in the air. <laughs> and every time there's a Hal Jordan statue, it gets destroyed because you know what happens to this statue, don't you? Oh yes. Hal himself destroys it. <laughs> Later yeah, it's on, that great with... moment of like. Yep. <laughs> L- was the Emerald Hal's just like Emerald Knight storyline or something like that? Yep. Yeah.
0: Kyle's like, this is why we can't have nice
1: things. <laughs> now, I'll uh, what I'll say about this issue, every time I do read this issue or see it in my collection, I immediately think back to was it Blackest Night Number Zero? Where Hal is talking to Barry and says, You died a hero, I died a villain, or something like that. You know, like when, when 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 we had your funeral, you know, people from, like, super advanced, you know, alien civilizations and guerrilla cities and people from the future and stuff came, I was buried a, a villain or something. And then I remember this issue. I think he said... Go ahead.
2: I think what he said was, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain.
0: Well, that's the famous quote. I don't think that's what he said in the comic, though. Yeah.
2: No, that's... it's That's... Dark Knight. Never mind, Jim. Oh, okay. we will no. explain to you when you're older.
0: Um, yeah, well, he was a villain up until the moment that he died.
1: Right, but he makes a big deal in, uh, in uh, number zero about, you know, it, it's almost like, well, nobody came to my funeral <laughs> because I was an asshole. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I got a whole issue that says differently how... <laughs>
3: So <laughs> And I have two
1: yep. panels and I have two panels
0: that <laughs> go against each other, actually. <laughs> one a whole bunch of people came and one oh, a decent number of people came.
2: Oh, I'll give you I'll do you one better. Last page, Batman says Maybe I'll never understand what happened to Hal, but I can at least find it in my heart to forgive him. Rest in peace, Hal Jordan. <laughs> That sounds right, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's bad that ha- for you.
2: He he swept all that under the rug in 1996,
0: right? <laughs> now my my favorite my favorite lie out of this entire thing was when Carol Ferris is like, our romance ebbed and flowed over the years. We had good times and bad. We were apart as much as we were together. But through it all, I always knew that in his heart. Hal was true to me.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, there's there was a lot of just kind of you white like your, your stock funeral stuff in here, but I think I think they did a good enough job of like they touched on the right characters, gave them just enough time to say stuff, and like they they played it just well enough, I think, to give it a pass, but like not not well enough to make it, like, really, like, a nice standout downtime issue.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like,
0: it makes me wonder... But, go ahead. But, like, I haven't actually read the Funeral for a Friend, you know, the Superman issues, since they came out, I think. Um, you know, I've read, like, The Death of Superman since, and... You know, I think that that kind of holds up, but the uh, the funeral for a friend. I'd like to see how that you know how that fares nowadays. Uh, when I read this, when this first came out, like you know, I it it definitely you know affected <laughs> me. It was it was moving, um, because you know, like at this point, you know, you're talking about over 30 issues of comics that I've been following Green Lantern. And, like, I really liked the character Parallax. So, you know, even, like, without all of the history of Hal Jordan, like, you know, Hal Jordan as a character was somebody that I thought was really cool. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, this this was definitely a a cool issue.
2: When I I read this for the first time five hours ago, (laughs) it kind of, it came to me that, like, I'm, I'm surprised no nobody's brought up yet, like, how like how we feel about seeing an issue that's just sort of, like, a nice little downtime with the pre-New 52 DC universe just kind of hanging out. Because, like, the fact, like, I love the fact that we had, like, Donna and Wally and, like, this version of Bart and, like, all of these characters. There's, like... Nightwing and Tim Drake like in like these familiar roles again that the classic Alan Scott and Jade you know and it's just like I mean it's it kind of ruins it by being a touchstone to a period in the 90s where things were really weird but it's it's definitely a touchstone to like a uh, a quiet moment in the DC universe that so many people miss today
0: yeah. Yeah, and ironically enough, like, earlier, like, this past week, I was actually looking to see, like, the the whole Electric Blue Superman stories, you know, like, to see how many there were and, you know, try and track down some of them, uh, just because, like, I missed out on a lot of that stuff. And even the stuff that I, you know, did get to read, I, I don't even know where it is, and I, I would love to, you know... To revisit that, just because like this period of time, like yeah, a lot of the '90s stuff was very cheesy, but you know you can't you can't really discredit the entire era because of that. Because a lot of really fun stuff did come out of it.
1: Uh Uh, I was gonna say, Dinah looks rough (laughs) in this issue. Yeah. I know, I, I've never even <laughs> seen that costume
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I remember that costume
2: Yeah I mean, I like that costume She just looks weird with short hair, though And she's drawn, I think a, I think she's drawn too old in this one, too
0: I think she's drawn differently every panel that she's in
2: Yeah, those two right next to each other don't look alike, do they? <laughs>
0: Um, but like you said, I mean, you know this this issue was probably rushed. <laughs> um, there are a lot of characters to be drawing in this, you know, and I think this was probably is it oversized?
3: No, mm-hmm.
1: ours ours is Jim. Well, yeah. Well, the
2: the actual the actual story that this issue comprises the new story is a twenty two pager, so it's normal size. But like you guys have reprint
1: stuff. On page yeah, because six... Because this is a 395 issue that Jim and I have. Right.
0: On page six, um, uh, the top panel, you can see Lobo's arm in the background. So Oh, yeah. Um, that is definitely Lobo. God.
2: <laughs> you know, this issue, if they did this, it's like, the first few pages and then stopped, be- I guess because you have to, you know, fit everything in, but like for the first couple pages like page like four and five it's just like it's these random characters just kind of talking to each other and that's that's kind of like like you have kyle rayner and jack knight starman just talking about like old vinyl records and stuff because like jack loves all all that vintage stuff and like he runs a store for it and like they're just discussing their shared love of music uh, you have Nightwing and Donna catching up because they have a romantic past and they've been friends for most of their lives. And like there's this whole like like Nightwing and Kyle meet for the first time. And there's that moment where like he just kind of gives like a eyes half closed glance at like Kyle hugging Donna or whatever. And like that that says like a lot about like where they are at this point in their lives and relationships. Like the, I'm like, I'm reading this stuff and I'm engaged. I like, I like this. I like being reminded of it. I love kind of subtly exploring how these characters are relating to each other at this point in their history. And I mean, it just all kind of goes away once we get into the church. And then like the, the close we get to any kind of anything like that is kind of, you know, hunting for, for, uh, random character cameos.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like... You got a lot of that in the 90s. You know, like, there was really a lot of just, like... The secret identities... Like, they actually meant something. You know, like, that was core to their character. As opposed to, like... You know, Hal Jordan doesn't have a secret identity... You know, he basically has no family life now. It's basically just Green Lantern all the time, nonstop for years. You know, I think there was like one issue where he got to go out on a date with Carol Ferris. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and that only lasted for a couple of pages anyway. And it was drawn like shit because they had like the worst artists in all of creation.
2: Um, Remember the beginning of the New 52 when Hal Jordan had to live a normal life for a day and then he jumped out his apartment window?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, meanwhile, we've been saying, it's like, yeah, show him with his family, you know, please. For years we've been saying that. It's like, oh, maybe they'll finally give us an issue with his family. No, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. We've gotten more of uh, Simon Baz's family than we have of Hal Jordan's in, like, five years.
2: That's actually very true. (laughs) Has anybody been reading Justice League of America, by the way?
1: No. Is that good? Is he good in it? I
0: have no idea.
1: I'll let you know when I catch up in the uh, the letters page and they're all talking about Green Lantern number 76 um, which I guess according to what I'm reading I guess was a GLGA team up with Connor Um, one one of the letters a few things I would like to see happen with GL are one some kind of return of a GL core maybe by issue 100 and especially the GL quarterly book love that series two and this one's for Dan John Stewart returned to the GL action. I love Mosaic, and in parentheses, and was one of the 25 people who bought it. <laughs> uh, number three, an Aquaman team up, and number four, which is the reason I'm reading this, a Ragman appearance? <laughs> and then God. DC, DC's response to the Ragman appearance question, yeah, whatever happened to Ragman? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ben DC. And was never seen again. <laughs> Thanks, DC. <laughs> God. They do mention, though, that they have start plans for... This? Uh, they, they do mention they have plans for John, which I can only assume they mean the Dark Star stuff.
2: Yeah, I guess. Oh, well, no, this would be after that, I
1: yeah, think. Yeah, this
0: was after the Dark Stars.
2: So what
1: was the plan yeah, for this... John after this?
3: Eh, you know.
2: Well, actually, after this... Because alright, so he was a dark star for a few years, and then somewhere in the issue seventy, like issue seventy-five or something of this series, Darkseid's son, Graven, broke John's back,
3: and And then in final, yeah, uh, Hal healed him.
2: Yeah, yeah, Hal healed him, and everything's fine. And then, like, a few issues after this. John's gonna start manifesting this bullshit power to like use the energy Hal put in him to fix his spine to like to project it out and save people it's, it can only work when other people are in danger around him mm-hmm. it can never work just cause he's in danger or cause he wants to use it and he and that goes away in- eventually he nope.
1: cripples himself again and then Kyle has to fix him with the power of Ion right? Yes. yeah Okay. yes
0: yeah, I forgot about the whole period where he could walk for a little while again.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's interesting how they wanted to make him paralyzed really quick again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, think they realized that that new power they gave him wasn't any good or wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, and then Kyle left
1: we, and he was GL again, right?
2: Yeah. And then they didn't do anything with that And they put him in the Justice League And that was fine And then the Justice League cartoon got cancelled And then Kyle came back And I don't know And then Hal came back And then nothing happened until Rebirth And then nothing happened until He came into Green Lantern Corps I think I did a big recap of this In the final Mosaic episode Everybody should listen
1: to it Oh yeah Oh, cool. We uh, we have the return of uh, someone on life support in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I I was gonna write you guys because I actually listened to that episode the other day. I was gonna write a uh, I was composing an email or something to <laughs> to send uh, for later on, and <laughs> then you guys addressed it on the show. Well, that's just Lauren snoring, and I was like. Wow, Jim, Jim just called her out right there, no problem. So I was like, all yeah. right. Because I swear to God it sounded like someone was on life support. I was going to say, so anybody uh, going to pull the plug anytime soon? Or?
0: Yeah, no, the best part about that was that, like, every once in a while, she would wake up and she'd look at me and she'd move her hand, like, motioning to, like, lower the volume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was keeping her up. <laughs> oh god. I told her about that afterwards. And she was laughing because she could she had no idea. She could not remember that at all. She couldn't even believe that she did it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'm gonna get going guys.
2: Alright, well let's let's end the
3: episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, well we can do that too, either way. <laughs>
2: Oh,
3: God. <laughs> just, right. just stop recording. Like
0: to... <laughs> <laughs> so he's I think I'm going to
3: go now?
2: <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, it's lanterncast at gmail.com or it's 708lantern for voicemail. Uh, go to lanterncast.com for all of our, our uh, various links and contacty stuff. And uh, yeah, whatever. iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook,
1: oh, there, Twitter. Go.
2: Yeah, those. Find something with a search bar and type lanterncast into it, and you'll probably find us. Have fun. Probably. We love you. Goodbye.
0: Good night, everyone.
1: Good night. Good night. <laughs>
2: I'm recording, I'm recording me.
0: Okay, so let's do that thing and we'll try it out and see what happens.
2: Are you recording? All right.
0: Yeah, I'm recording too. Cool. Okay. Cool. So, I'm going to count one, two, three, clap. And we all clap on.
2: No, wait. Do we clap on the word clap or right after the word clap?
0: (laughs) I'm not actually going to say the word clap. We're just going to clap when that...
1: Yeah, one, he's going to count just to Whenever He's he's, he's going to count to three And he's going to leave off the number four <laughs> And in the amount of space of time In which between he would The time he would say three and the time he would say four Instead of saying four We're going to all clap Yes So it's one, two, three, clap
3: But yes.
2: so it's not the word clap <laughs> like
3: Right. Yes
0: Yes, yes. Ready? Yeah. I
3: guess. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> Damn it, Chad
1: <laughs> I'm assuming that was you, Dan. <laughs> no,
2: I did it at the same time as somebody else. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did.
0: No, it went clap, clap, clap. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll try okay. this again. One.
3: Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> uh.